This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Welcome to Knowledge at Wharton. I'm Sandy Marrowhunt, Associate Director at the Wharton Social Impact Initiative, and I'm thrilled to welcome you to a conversation today with Jackie Vanderbrug, Managing Director at Bank of America U.S. Trust. Welcome, Jackie. Thank you. (laughs) So, among many other things, Jackie, you are a thought leader in the gender lens investing space. I'm very excited to have this conversation with you because we love to bring our Wharton community, whether students, alumni, and friends, the latest in the impact investing and broader investing space. So let's start at the beginning. What is gender lens investing? So, first of all, thank you for having me here. Thrilled to be here. And gender lens investing is a process. It's the deliberate integration of gender analysis into investment analysis and decision-making. What's important to understand about that um, is really two factors. First, um, the definition includes this aspect of lens, not limitation. And oftentimes, there's an already listening when as soon as you say gender that people feel like, oh, you're excluding men. Mm -hmm. This is not an exclusion. It is a lens and not a limitation. A lens is like a pair of glasses, right? Through my glasses, I'm going to see some things that otherwise, if I didn't have them on, I would miss. Yeah. That's a really great point about how your your glass prescription is going to have a different one than my contact prescription. We've got different lenses. Can you give us a couple examples about how that might play out in real-world scenarios? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Some investors, for instance, Sandy, will say that they're really interested in getting women access to capital. And that may be women micro-entrepreneurs in an emerging market or in a domestic situation here in the U.S. Might be women film directors. It might be women hedge fund managers. But they've realized that there are women who have less access to capital than men, and that's the lens that they use. Other investors use a lens where they look across the value chain of a company, and they say, how do I evaluate this company from the board, through its senior management, through the way that it's working within its organization to the supply chain, and understand the way that they're valuing women and men equally in the organization? Still, other investors are really looking at that product and service. And how is it that if this company was wildly successful, given what it does, how would that change gender equality in its markets, right? Does it have a product that's going to solve a challenge for women like women's safety? Um, Has it thought about gendered knowledge? Um, There's really interesting research now on the way that software is designed Mm -hmm. and how software design has been predominantly for male patterns of problem solving. Wow. And so thinking about how you could de-bias software design could open up a whole set of new product offerings. Sure. So those are very, very different lenses, and they all overlap, Mm -hmm. and none of them are better than others. In general, what happens is I have an expertise, I have an experience, I have a theory of change, and that creates my lenses. Yeah, and what I love about that example, or those examples, thinking about the lenses, is that it empowers everyone to have a voice. Whatever your experience, you've got a unique lens that you're coming to this space, and it sounds like there's no wrong way to ask those questions. I've heard often in the space, um, folks will say, well, is it a sector like energy or, or you know, education? But it's really not. It's a lens over all sectors. So tell us a little bit more about why that's so important. You're, you're absolutely right, right? All 
investments have impact, as you probably often say. Yes. All investments have ben gendered impact. <laughs> exactly. And so gender lens investing crosses all sectors. It crosses all asset classes. Um, and people use lenses in different ways. So it's also important to understand that my gender lens might not be the same as yours. Um, so it why it's important is because we're starting to realize that so much of the way that we allocate capital is gendered. And so when we can be aware of that, and we can be aware of our biases, we can be aware of the opportunities, we can make much better investment decisions. Absolutely. And that's a great case for gender lens investing. Why is it important to Bank of America, Maryland, U.S. Trust? So it is important because we're looking, as are all investors, to make the best investment decisions. And so having additional information about an investment, um, whether that be the role of women within the company, whether that be the way that the company is attacking potential important markets, whether that be the safety and security of the products that it's creating, all of those factors gender has a part to play in. Um, so that's important to us. It's also important because it's important to our clients, mm -hmm. right? So increasingly, as many of your readers know, clients are asking about the environmental and social impact of their investments. Our research is that 58% of high net worth individuals say that that's important to them. Interestingly, 50% more women say that than men. So we don't think that gender lens investing is investing for women. It's investing for smart investors. That said, research does show that women are more likely to start asking these questions, to say, what is the impact of my portfolio on women and girls? And also, how is it that my portfolio is taking advantage of fully diverse organizations and the power they bring. Yeah, and I'm curious about another demographic group that is emerging of particular importance and interest to the financial services industry, which is the millennial group who is inheriting something around $40 trillion in this boomer wealth transfer that's just begun to happen and will be happening for the next few decades. Talk to us about what you see from that audience and how you see GenderLens as a part of their priorities and experience. Yeah. So that audience, to your point, has a completely different worldview, right? When we ask them about do the social or environmental impacts of your portfolio matter, 93% of them said yes. 93. 93%. Wow. So they're sort of saying, why are you asking us this question? Right, right. Almost rhetorical. <laughs> Almost rhetorical, exactly. Um, and their view is that they're looking for equality, right? They want to um, work in organizations that have... Um, diverse management teams. They want to buy from products that reflect their identity, and increasingly their identity is one of community and us doing things together and so forth. Um, they want to make the world a better place, and they have understood, and, and some of this is research, right? The research mm -hmm. of the time shows that countries that are more inclusive in terms of women's labor force participation, in terms of women's access to legal rights, have higher GDP growth over time, right? So that this is in the zeitgeist mm -hmm. of the time. But they're also hearing things like Melinda Gates saying, well, wait a second, women do more unpaid work than men. Mm -hmm. Girls do more unpaid chores than boys. And they're saying, hmm, 
this isn't the world I want to live in. Yeah. I want to live in a true meritocracy. Mm-hmm. And, and it's particularly interesting. You've heard the sandwich generation term for um, individuals and, and partnerships that will be managing both child care and elder care at the same time. So you sort of double hit the women who are doing that unpaid work. So I understand why it's a, a huge issue. So we're painting a really positive picture for why gender lens investing matters and why it's so important. What's What are the challenges, if I can be a pessimist for a moment, just a moment, what are the challenges that are facing the space? that are um, prohibiting it from growing more quickly? So partly I would say um, there's a lack of understanding of what it actually is, right? Mm -hmm. Oftentimes people think gender lens investing is um, small, soft, and pink. Ah, yes. Right? So it's small investments, maybe a loan to a low-income woman to become an entrepreneur. It's soft, meaning it's not research-based, and it's pink, meaning it's just about women. It's not actually about gender Mm -hmm. and the role that men and women play in society. And so when we shift out of that bias, we can understand what happens when, say, Calsters starts working with State Street Global Advisors and creates an ETF called She, and they move, you know, half a billion dollars under both the ETF and the exchange, uh, the indices. So there's yeah, there's nothing smaller. There's soft nothing about smaller money soft moving. <laughs> about that, right? But part of it is the bias. Second factor is the data. Mm. So the data is challenging. Um, there's not enough of it. It's not apples to apples across countries and across companies. Now, you're starting to see companies being more revealing about the role of diversity across their ranks around questions like pay equity and so forth. You're seeing organizations like Data 2.x really look at driving more consistent gendered data across countries, and the sustainable development goals are going to push that forward Mm -hmm. as well, because as we look at those and how gender is both a separate called out gender equality sustainable development goal and integrated throughout Mm -hmm. the other 17 goals, you need measurement for that. Yes, it's a lens throughout those other goals, right? Exactly. (laughs) Um, What can someone do? Uh, You know, we often talk about, and you and I have talked about how less people than are actually investors consider themselves investors, right? How we are all investors in the products and services we're buying, we're supporting, and how we manage our capital. What can someone do um, if, if they are curious about advancing the conversation around gender lens investing? It's true that we tend to think of investors as a small few talking heads on CNN. Mm-hmm. Very wealthy ones. Exactly. <laughs> and those investors are, are powerful and important. But all of us have an opportunity to be curious about this and to ask questions. And so if you ask questions of your investment advisor in terms of how a gender lens might be implemented in your portfolio, that starts a conversation that is between the two of you, but also between your investment advisor and their firm. Mm-hmm. Um, And the same is true for any board that you serve on, for any organization. All of the questions around how are we inclusively using the talents of men and women as we do our work lead to opportunities. Excellent. And what are some um, opportunities for advancement of the space? What are some areas where you think a research institution like Wharton can play a role in advancing gender lens investing? So I think there's a lot of research to be done around perceptions and 
communication. As we've talked about, it's very easy for people to get confused and to think gender lens investing is just about investing in women entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. um, and while investing in women entrepreneurs is important and women's access to capital is critical, yes. there are other factors in terms of how men and women play roles throughout a, a company, in terms of the product and research. Um, there's fascinating work being done in terms of the way that knowledge is gendered. Um, so to the yeah. uh, title here, yes. right, this question of what kind of data is an organization gathering and how does that determine the products and services that they are creating? Mm -hmm. So um, lots of opportunities there um, in, in terms of how do we get that complexity mm -hmm into something called gender lens investing. Yeah. I think there's great research around um, the financial performance. There's great research to be done around impact um, and how the role of gender lens investors can drive impact. Um, and then the, the research that I'm most interested in is potentially the intersection of those, right? The flywheel mm -hmm. that happens when gender lens work creates more impact, which then creates better financial returns. Let's move to a success story. Jackie, can you give us an example of something that has been particularly inspiring or exciting to you emerging in the gender lens investing space? Absolutely. There's a lot. It's hard to pick. But I will say um, one of my favorite examples of gender capitalism, which is the the term that Sarah Kaplan and I use to explain the converging of those who traditionally were on the gender lens philanthropy side with those that were more traditionally just straight investors mm -hmm. coming together to see the power of a gender lens um, to drive forward both objectives is the partnership between U.S. Trust and the Women's Foundation of California where we came together to use the deep gendered knowledge of the Women's Foundation of California and the investment um, acumen of U.S. Trust to put together a investment fund we call the Women and Girls Equality Strategy. It's a U.S. all-cap equity and fixed income strategy. And what we do there is enable the Women's Foundation of California, but other investors, to invest in those companies that are thoughtfully engaging women as consumers, as employees as leaders of global change, right? How do we look across the entire value chain of a company and say, how is it that they're harnessing um, all of their workforce and being thoughtful? The thing that is the success story here is not just that it was launched, but that at the three-year track record, it's outperforming its benchmark um, and that it's now available you know, more broadly beyond U.S. Trust at Merrill Lynch, um, that there's a whole set of other investment opportunities in this space that are similar. But that's the kind of model that I think is interesting, where you take deep gendered knowledge, deep investment knowledge, and you merge them. Excellent. And as you look at that example, and, and you see its successes unfold, I've heard you talk a lot about moving from counting to valuing women. How did you measure success, and what did you look at to determine um, what, would, what you would do to consider this investment vehicle uh, something that you wanted to grow and replicate? So part of the question is, um, how is it generating change in the field? And as we have more and more investment vehicles in the public 
debt and equity space, questions get asked. Mm. Um, and so these vehicles are less about direct change and more about systemic change in the field. Um, so I think the level of conversation around gender lens investing, which has happened because these investments have been successful, is really important. This is such an exciting space, and we love that we have a chance to work with great thought leaders like yourself in it. We encourage all of our viewers and listeners, of course, to check out our website and follow along with the blogs and research and stories that we're putting out. Jackie, what else would you recommend readers and viewers look at to learn more about this space? I've heard of a book coming out that might be of some interest. It is true. Um, in the fall, we will have a book. I have co-authored a book with Joe Quinlan, who is our chief uh, market strategist at U.S. Trust Bank of America uh, called Gender Lens Investing. So it'll be out in the fall, and that's a great place to start. There are lots of other great places, though. I would really suggest that viewers sign up for the blogs that Wharton puts out because your work on Gender Lens Investing is fabulous. Um, there's a new community globally called Women Affect Investments that has a great resource list um, on it. It includes some of the best reports that have been written, some of the research um, bases. So that's another place to start. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Jackie. I've enjoyed talking with you, and I'm sure our viewers and readers will enjoy learning more about the gender lens investing space. I look forward to being back here with you in a couple years when we can talk about many more success stories in the gender lens investing space. Thanks for being with us. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.